This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Talking in the area of faith, once you got your Bible, go with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and a thing that I, I believe is a learned behavior that every one of us need to learn is we must learn to speak God's word out of our mouth. In other words, I, I must learn to make God's word my word. And, you know, at my age, I've been around long enough where I've, I've seen the extremes in the teachings of proclaiming and claiming and confessing it, the name it and claim it stuff. But to avoid the trap of the extremes, I, I must acknowledge this, I'm submitted to God. I'm submitted to you, Father God. And as long as I'm submitted to God, God's not going to allow me to get out of balance. And so I realize there's ones that have said that confession stuff is a bunch of junk. But the more I look at God's word, whoo, it's one of the most powerful things that we can learn to do is to start saying what God's word says about us. And so another way of putting that, just hang on to the word of God. Hang on to the promises of God. Have that, have that bulldog faith and you bite down on that and don't let go. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Now, I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm going to go through this verse fairly slow because this, this verse is really, really rich in some knowledge here. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Woo, we ought to be going through the day ever just thanking God, thanking God, thanking God, thanking God. See, here's what I found out in my life. If I'm not continually thanking God, then normally what begins to take place in my life, I start complaining. And so I gravitate to one or the other, and something happens with me when I, I just become very appreciative. Think about this as a parent. That you are very diligent to fix your children dinner every evening. Just every evening you're just faithful to fix them, fix them. How does it make you feel when they complain? Ah, I hate spaghetti. I hate that. Ah. So, something happens, man, when you begin to say, oh, that, that was so good. I'm so appreciative. Well, in that same sense... Man, I, I think Father God, he, he gravitates to the praise of his people. And when we, we praise him with the sincere, I'm just so grateful, Father. I don't know about you, I'm grateful today. Man, if you're not grateful, let me help you just a little bit. There's a lot of other places you could be. You could be in the hospital. Oh, happy day. You could be in jail. Uh-oh. And so again, instead you're in church, you ought to be happy. And so we thank you. There's a couple of you. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing because, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it. Not as the word of men or, more, or mere human ideas or mere human opinions. See, that's where we mess up with the word of God. Don't liken God's word to a bunch of human opinions. It's God. It's, it's brilliant. It's got God written all over it. 
And so he says, because you received it and you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. It's active in operation is what that word effectively means. It continues to work in you. The, the Amplified says, exercising its superhuman power to those who trust and rely on it. Now, as I looked at this, here, here's the thought that you begin to see in this word. Have you received the word of God? Do, do you receive the word of God? Is God's word written directly to mankind? Here's another thought for you. Do you welcome the word of God? Ooh, I, I, I welcome the Word of God. I love the Word of God. You know what? I believe that so, so simple is when we begin to understand the Word of God is God's blueprint for every one of our lives. But have you received it? It won't work if you don't receive it. it. It won't work if you don't welcome it. And then the last part, he said, the Word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. So again, you got to believe the Word of God. you got to trust the Word of God. you got to rely on the Word of God. And, and that means day by day by day by day by day. I just never give up on the Word of God. I've, I've got to stay with the Word of God. Because it's powerful and it's effective. And when I stay with the Word of God, it's going to change my life. It's going to change your life. Do you know, in my early years when I was born again, I, I, I just got in the habit of going to church. I just went to church every time it was open, Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, over and over like many of you do. And, and when you sit in a, in a place where the Bible is actually open, man, you start getting a hold of the Word of God. It's like when the Word of God is preached out, it, it, it'd be like me just shooting spit wads at everyone. I know that's kind of gross to think about it, but that's what happens with the Word of God. The more you sit under the Word of God, it just begins to stick to you. And before long, you begin to see changes. And sometimes it may just be little changes. And other times, it's huge. It's huge where people in your family say, what's, what's different about you? What's happening with you? And you go to your family reunion and everybody says, what, what's happening to you? And then the big ones when you go to your class reunion. And they sit down and they say, you got to tell me what's going on with you. I say, well, this guy named Jesus came into my heart. And I begin to feed on the Word of God, and I begin to receive the Word of God, and I begin to welcome the Word of God. And then I really begin to believe the Word of God, and it effectively begin to work in me. And that's what happens with every one of us when I get a hold of the Word of God. I encourage you, let, let this verse right here really soak in you, okay? And I just sat there, and I'd read it today, and I'd kind of chew on it and think about it. Mm. Turn with me to the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, back there in the Old Testament, uh, Isaiah, Lamentations, Jeremiah, and then Daniel. So once you've gone, oh no, Ezekiel and then Daniel. Once you've gone in that, or to Daniel, you're way too far. Jeremiah chapter 1. And when I say those things, when I'm reading the scriptures here like this, I do that for my benefit, okay? I'm, I'm kind of talking to myself. If I'm going, that's kind of how I rehearse the, the books of the Bible. Jeremiah chapter 1. Now, 
In, in this passage, and I can't read all of Jeremiah 1. Actually, I'm just going to read one verse. But Jeremiah, he gets to a place where he realizes God's word is dynamic. And it's a creative force that will always accomplish his purpose. And God's word won't return void. It'll accomplish his purpose. The problem is many times is we, we live in this microwave mentality. I got to have it now. I got to have it now. I got to have it now. But man, something happens when I just begin to sit under the word day by day by day. And so this is kind of where Jeremiah's at. So we, we read in Jeremiah 1 verse 12. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Now think what he's saying here. He he didn't say he's going to do stuff because things are bad. He said, I'm going to perform my, my word. The word ready there means he's watching to perform it. He's anticipating. It also means alert. It means vigilant. It means he's on the lookout for ones that will actually do his word. One translation says that he's ready to certainly perform his word. And so when I began to look at those things in his life, I I thought, "This, this is interesting. This is what God's on the lookout for. And so when I I look at this, there was three things that God spoke to Jeremiah. And he said this to him. He said, Jeremiah, you've got to stop voicing disqualification. Quit speaking words of disqualification. Quit telling me the things that disqualify you. The second thing he said is speak obediently God's bidding or God's command. And it's like he's saying, I've given you an invitation. Speak what I say about you because I look at my word to perform it. So when human beings begin to speak the word of God, I believe it's like a a, a radar. You think we got Doppler radars for our weather in our society. You ought to see the radar God has for for finding people that will speak the word. I mean, it's a magnet to him. And the third thing he said to is he said, refuse to fear. Do you know, oftentimes we speak about the fear in our life. We tell everybody about the things we're afraid of. And I believe this is to a degree what he was, he was telling Jeremiah here. The message said, I'll make every word I give you come true. So something happens when my mind, my mouth, and my heart begin to agree with the word of God. And so what is our homework assignment is I've got to get into the word of God again. And then I've got to start getting into agreement with it where I receive it. I welcome it. I believe it. But I also speak it. The word of God is powerful when it's spoken. That's called the rhema, the spoken word. So the more I speak the word, the more it begins to take root in me. So an illustration is, is one of our main texts here is Psalms 5 verse 12. He blesses his righteous 
and his favor surrounds me like a shield. Now, I can receive that. I can build it and say, God never does anything good for me. Or I can begin to align my life with this and begin to speak that out of my mouth over and over again. Now, listen, I'm not talking about a formula. I'm not talking about three easy steps to manipulate God. That's not what I'm talking about. The laws of God's kingdom operate by how God ordained them to operate. How did God ordain them to uh, operate? Well, we were there last week, Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. You will believe with your heart and you will confess with your mouth. That's the way you get born again. That's the way you give your heart to Jesus. But that's the way the kingdom of God works on every promise that he gives us. I believe with my heart and I speak with my mouth. And I believe with my heart and I speak with my mouth. Now, I can tell you this. There's times in my life that I've spoken certain things out of my mouth, but I didn't believe them. But the more I continue to get into the word and the more I begin to hear that word, I believed it. And when I begin to believe it, I spoke it and I spoke it with an expectation. This is going to happen. This is what's going to take place in my life. And so God's no respecter of person. That's, that's Acts 10, 34. God will do that for every one of us. And so if I, if I hone into what he said here to Jeremiah, he said, I'm ready, I'm alert, I'm watching to perform my word. So what do we do with that? Now, turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs 18. This, this may be a very familiar passage of scripture. If it's not, it needs to be. This needs to get in every one of us, and so you may mark this down. You may write this in your notes. You may underline it in your Bibles. But Proverbs 18, verse 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Right words bring satisfaction. So the fruit that you and me are satisfied with or filled with is a result of whose lips or whose mouth. Now this is where you underline. From a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. My mouth, your mouth, from the produce of his lips, your lips or my lips. And so in my life, in your life, that if you have good fruit or you have rotten fruit in it, don't try to blame other people because the Bible says here, it's a product of my mouth and my lips. So if the words that come out of my lips are to satisfy me or to fill me, then what are you snacking on? What are you feeding on? Interesting statement right there. Now this may date you a little bit, but I remember this saying years ago. You may have to eat your words. I remember a little statement. People say something, you say, you may have to eat your words. You're going to eat your words. Well, how do words taste? 
Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Wow. How do words taste? (laughs) They're either death or they're life. And so literally what he's saying, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So the tongue has the ability to bring life or to bring death. The message says it will kill or it will give life. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Better stated, you will eat the consequences of what's coming out of your mouth. So a person's life largely reflects the fruit of his tongue. To speak life is to speak God's perspective. You start saying what God says on any issue of life. To speak uh, death is to declare negative, to declare defeat, or to complain. So here's the thought. Out of my mouth, am I declaring God's perspective? Or out of my mouth, am I speaking negative? Am I speaking complaining? Again, guys, I didn't make this up. This is the word of God. This is what God's word says to it. So it it's comes down to, it's my tongue. It's my word. The, the, the Amplified says, the consequences of his words. So man, I got to pay attention to my words. They're powerful. I gotta pay attention, their life and their death. So think about this all day long when you're walking around, you're either speaking life or you're speaking death. So years ago in my life, I was having pr- problems with my sleep. Any of you in here ever had problems with your sleep? Any of you in here right now got kids that got problems with their sleep? And so these were the words of my mouth I, I never sleep good at night. I wake up the next morning and I'm tired. All all I do is stay awake all night. That's all I do. That's all I do. I'm always awake. I'm always awake. And guess what happened? I was walking in the consequences of the fruit of my lips. And then I begin to hear things on these lines about death and life are in the power of my tongue. And so I thought, you know what? God's got to have a perspective even on our sleep because God created us to sleep. And so I started digging. And here's, here's a couple verses. Mark these down. Write them down. Proverbs 3.24. Let me, let, me, let me read that to you real quick. I, I want you to hear these. This, this is the word of God. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Wow. That's a promise of God. So I begin to speak that. I begin to pray that. And remember what God said to Jeremiah and Jeremiah. He said, I'm watching over my word to perform it. Wow. Psalms 127 too. Don't turn there. Or you can if you go fast. For he gives his beloved sleep. Wow. Let me give you another one. Psalm 4. Verse 8. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. So I begin to speak this. 
I begin to quote these verses, one right after another. Oh, Father God, you said when I lie down, my, my, my sleep will be sweet and peaceful. This was one of those areas that I begin to say it, but I didn't believe it. But the more I fed on the word of God, the more I spoke this over myself, it, it's like there was a seed. The word of God's a seed. Uh, the Lord Jesus likens the word of God to a seed. And so think about this, that, that when that seed gets in there, it's got to be cultivated. Well, how do I cultivate it? Well, faith comes by hearing, and then it's released by me speaking it. And so, man, I, I begin to say that. I, I had three by five cards with these scriptures. Man, I, I'd walk around and say, woo, he gives me sweet and peaceful sleep. Sweet and peaceful sleep. And before long, there started being a change in my sleep. Now, my wife will tell you right now, when this guy right here, when he gets real still, he can fall asleep in 30 seconds. That's why in praise and worship, I'm always moving so I don't fall asleep. So when I begin to look at this, this, this is how the word of God begins to take place in all our lives. Death and life are in the power of my tongue. So what are you speaking? What are you saying? Proverbs 18, verse 22 He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains a favor from the Lord. (laughs) What's that got to do with your tongue? Well, one of the reasons I came to Proverbs 18, verses 20 through 22, is I did a word search on the word favor. Well, favor stops, right? Or comes right here to verse 22. So it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. He, 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 you may circle he. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains a favor from the Lord. So when you get married and you obey God's commandment in that, right there, you you get blessed. You find a good thing and you obtain favor from the Lord. So my little mind is wondering about this one day. And what I realize right this, your marriage will only be as good as what you're saying about it. All we ever do is fight like cats and dogs. His feet stink. I don't like him near me. I mean, see again, when I begin to say those things, something happens when we begin to speak what the Bible says. And so there in Ephesians 5, and I'm not talking on marriage tonight, but the Lord said there in Ephesians 5, he said, husbands, love your wife. So what would happen, husbands, if we begin to say, Lord, grace me to love my wife like Christ loved the church? And some of you wives, you'd say, that would be a miracle, Pastor. I begin to speak those things. I speak those things over myself. Lord, grace me to love my wife like Christ loved the church. And what would happen if our wives honored and respected their husbands? Woo, get ready, man, there's an earthquake trembling. I'm just kidding. So again, you begin to see the significance of the word of God. And and we've hit several things here because God gives us a blueprint. It's called his Bible. Now, go with me these last few minutes to the book of of Matthew, chapter number 12. Matthew chapter 12. And that's just an added bonus, that favor. Ooh, the favor of God, the favor of God. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 12, and when we turn right in here to Matthew 12, you're going to see these are, these are the Lord Jesus' words. 
These are red letter words. And so all the Bible's a big deal, but I, I, I really like Jesus' words. Matthew 12, verse 33. Either make the tree good, and its fruit will be good, or else make the tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. The fruit tells you about the, the, the tree. I, I'll be identified by my fruit is what this is talking about here. Verse 34. Brood of vipers. How can you being evil speak good things? Question mark. Literally what I think he's telling us. That if you're evil, you're going to speak evil things. If, if it's a bad tree, it's not going to produce good fruit. Now the reason I think he's saying that is keep look what he says here. How can you evil, being evil, speak good things? Listen. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Wickedness proceeds from the wicked. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. So let me ask you something here. If out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks, what are you putting in your heart? What, what are you feeding on? And so again, I, I can normally locate my own self based on the words that are coming out of my mouth, what I've been feeding on. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth is going to speak. So the more I load up on the Word of God, the more the Word of God's going to come out of my mouth. And remember, our Father told Jeremiah, I'm watching over my Word to perform it. Let me ask you again. What are you putting in your heart? Because it's going to come out of your mouth. Verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bring forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. Now, I think about this verse right here. And then I go back to where we started tonight in 1 Thessalonians 2.13. The word of God which effectively works in you who believe it. And something happens when I get the word of God in my heart. I, I got to get to that place where I, I receive it, I welcome it, and I believe it. And then he goes back here in verse 36. But I say to you, now this is the Lord Jesus. But I say to you that for every idle word, and that word idle there, idle word means every careless word that men speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. Every one of these careless words are going to come back to haunt you is what the message says. So if I read correctly into what the Lord Jesus says, every word is extremely important. Every word is that significant in my life. Well, how significant is it? Verse 37. For by your words, kind of like Proverbs 18, 20. For by your words, you will either be justified. 
you will have salvation. You will be acquitted or for by your words you will be condemned. You will be damned or condemned to eternal damnation for by your words. So I read this correctly here in this area. My words play a huge part on where I'm going to spend my eternity at. And so if my words are that important for eternity, what about now? So I say this into my own life. I shouldn't be shocked. I shouldn't be surprised. It shouldn't be a mystery to what I'm harvesting in my life because all I got to do is start listening to the words that come out of my mouth. And so the more I line my mouth with the word of God, things begin to happen. Think of it this way. My mouth is giving orders. My mouth is giving a license To either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of life. He said death and life are in the power of the tongue. So what happens here? I believe even in the area of of Psalm 512. And I start speaking the favor of God. Oh Lord you said you would bless me. I'm your righteous and your favor would surround me like a shield. So what happens here is for every one of us in the room. I've got to go to areas of my life. That, that I may be having some, some issues in or struggles in. Find out what the word of God says. And then you start speaking it out of your mouth. You, re, you receive it. You welcome it. And you speak it. Over and over again. And you can say, well, I've tried that. It doesn't work. Well, you didn't stick with it long enough. Uh, Galatians 6, 7, it says, you'll reap in due season. Well, when's due season, Pastor? A lot later than you think. I hate to tell you that. And so again, when people tell me the word of God doesn't work in those areas, I think, I've seen it work. I've seen it work in the area of addiction with alcohol with me. And I spoke Colossians 1.13. Father God, you've delivered me out of the power of darkness. What was the darkness in my life? Alcohol. And man, I kept speaking that. My wife speaked it. We prayed and we'd say, we thank you, Father God. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you've delivered me out of the power of alcohol. And one, one weekend, you were totally saying, uh-uh. Man, it was a process. But I kept speaking the word. I kept speaking the word. And so think again in these terms what he said to Jeremiah. I'm watching over my word to perform it. I'm on the lookout And again, I think he's saying, for the ones who get a hold of the word of God, begin to voice it once you stand up. Has God quiet on me? I believe with all my heart, one of the greatest things you can teach your children is begin to speak the word of God. Just speak the word of God. And one of the things I'll end with is this thought is, I, I go back when the seer Kelly Castleman was here. He had that one verse that, that was in the Psalms that his elementary teacher said. I remember he said that they all had to have dog chains. And she said, I think you ought to write that on there. The Lord is with thee. He said he remember anytime stuff started happening, he would begin to quote that. He quoted that at a young age and he would see God. And I'm thinking, put the word of God in your children. Do you know, back in Deuteronomy, one of the assignments to parents was 
Put the Word of God all over your house. Put it on the doorpost. Put it on the walls. Everywhere they look, they begin to see the Word of God. And guess what happens, man? They begin to see it. They begin to speak it. And they begin to speak it. They begin to believe it. And oh my gosh, God begins to move. Well, two of you are excited. Let's pray. Father God, we love you again tonight. We thank you for your word. Lord, I ask you to to grace every one of us in this area. If you've struggled in that area, ask God to grace you. Lord, grace us right now. Grace us, Lord, to, to be very conscious of the words that we speak out of our mouth. Life and death. Lord, you said we would be filled. We'd be satisfied. With the fruit of our lips. And so Lord we ask you in this area to help us. Help us to line up our words. And Lord help us to not only speak the word. But give us a heart to to receive your word. And welcome it. And come to a place that where we believe it. And we give you glory and honor for that in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. For more information please visit faithchurchlebeck.com.